Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. I am C. And I'm N. Uh, we got Nia here that's going to ask a few questions, Hello. you know, topics that we're um, really living. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So hello, I'm Nia, and what I want to talk about today is basically attending and living in a PWI in contrast to where we grew up. Well, I'm from Decatur, Georgia, on the east side. East side? Yes. <laughs> um, I grew up um, around Western Chapel, Candler, Grove area, and, you know, that's a pretty heavy black population. And I went to an all-black high school course. So, moving to Carrollton, Georgia is an experience. When it came to my first semester, you know, I wrote past a lot of Trump signs. And it gave me an uneasy feeling. Um, I always wanted to tell this story. Uh, also, one time, me and my boyfriend were on the way back from home and his tire blew out and we were on like that road where it's just a whole bunch of houses and it's like nothing really around it just a whole bunch of houses and I just instantly grew scared I was scared that someone's gonna come out their house of course um a white race gonna come outside what are you doing in my yard it's that because the car kind of went in the person's yard and I was just scared that someone was just gonna come up and just attack us However, a nice uh, white lady, she did come and she did approach us and she was like, hey, you know, you need help and this and that. And I, I just, I was still uneasy. I'm like, I don't, uh-uh, I'm, 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 you don't know what she gonna do. You, she could take you in her house and kidnap you. I don't know. I, I just had the worst, I had the worst thoughts in my head. However, I didn't realize that her daughter was mixed. So when I realized her daughter was mixed, I just had this calmness. I was like, oh okay, I feel a little better. And then, of course, her husband, who was black, pulled up and he helped us, um, you know, get the car right and everything and went on by our merry way. And that situation scared me because it was a point in time where he kind of left to go get the tools he needed from the lady's house and I was in the car by myself. And I, so I started crying. I was that scared. I was like, why am I so scared that someone, someone of white race is gonna come up and attack me in this town? So, yeah. That was a really, really scary experience for me. No, no, I, I, your experience and your feeling during that is totally valid. Like, you see stuff on the news that's really not in a positive light. So, I can understand your feelings. Like, I come from Clayton County, like, heavily populated with African Americans, a little mixture of little whites, and you got a little sprinkle of Hispanics and other races. So, like, living in that, um, all black high school, all black middle school, elementary, so on and so forth. And coming to Carrollton is like, it's an eye opener. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is what they mean when they say PWI. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, it's a different atmosphere. Like coming from Metro Atlanta, like it's always racing. You already hear stuff. So like coming here is quiet. It isn't easy. Like you don't know what to expect. Cause you, I haven't been in this environment before. So, um, it's totally different from where I'm from. So, you know, I think my struggles are different in a way still. Um, but I originally grew up in South Central LA where it's pretty much predominantly minorities. Um, so it wasn't until I moved to Georgia that I kind of saw what 
you know, white people were, other than, you know, like, other than what I saw, like, on, on the screen, on TV, but I think the area that we kind of <laughs> moved into, I think the area that my parents kind of moved into in Georgia kind of was predominantly white there, so I think it kind of prepared me for the environment that I'm in now, but I think, I think even then I acknowledge that, you know, my struggles aren't different as Nettie or Dia, and that I think most of my fears come of simply being a woman and not, mm-hmm. you know, a minority woman. So, Corey? Well, to begin with, guys, um, I'm originally from Chicago, <laughs> South Side. Um, when I moved down here, I was stationed in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Maybe there ain't no military. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I remember that my stepmom, she, we were headed to Forsyth, Georgia. Don't know if you guys have ever been there. I recommend that you guys not go there. Okay, okay, thank you. Not alone. And just riding through neighborhoods, it was mainly just Confederate flags. Yes, and you could just hear from their voices that they were very, they were different. Very much different. Okay, and um, usually, um, hey, young man, could you, you know, hey, boy, and it was kind of different, you know, uh-huh. and when I hear this, it's like, like I wasn't scared, but I'm cautious, from, yeah. like, from a certain environment that I'm in, and I don't know if you guys have, we're not going to get that deep, okay, okay. we're not going to tell them stories, okay, but, um, tell us, here we, we're here, I want to hear a story, I just told mine, tell yours, so, um, me and my cousin, mm-hmm. we were in Forsyth, you know, just adventuring because it was a new, mm-hmm. very, very new environment to us or whatever. So we're walking down, just looking at the neighborhood or whatever that we were in. And we look up and I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the group called Skinheads. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. So they see us. My cousin's like, hey, look at those, those guys over there. I'm like, you shouldn't mess with those. Those guys look very different. Very much. So, they look at us for a few minutes they're like hey boy come here so before you know I took off running mm-hmm. okay I yeah I left my cousin um, he he's alive <laughs> but, today yeah, he's alive today but they chased us for about several blocks didn't never seen people that fast day in my life but um it was it was different. Um, I don't know what would have happened if they got the hold to us or whatever. A lot of racial things were being thrown at us this day, but it was something different. Um, I haven't been to Force Life since. As you shouldn't be. Okay. Um, and it's like you should be prepared wherever you go. You know? Yeah. And I am a black man in today's society, so <laughs> I'm already fearing for my life each and every day. Sure. So. Um, yes, uh, Corey's story is, is it, it it brings tears to my eyes. Um, the fact that we have to be scared. Why do we have to be scared? I that's that's one thing that I took from my experience. I'm like, I shouldn't have to be scared. I should not have to be. And um, with Corey's case, I feel like. There is this uh, true crime case that I watched, and this boy and his friend were just at the bus stop, and a group of five white men came up and stabbed him. And when they called the police, the police was just 
looking at him and he basically watched him die. Like the ambulance wasn't even called in enough time for them to save him. So just that overall fear, I'm glad you guys made it out because we don't know what would have happened. So I'm glad that you, you and your cousin were fine. I'm grateful to be here because I want to meet you guys. Oh yeah, you know, love that. You know, <laughs> but um, I think I want to back off of that. Like, I don't think we understand how much race is a factor until mm-hmm. we get out of our communities. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't. I don't. I don't necessarily have the fear that I had in, in Riverdale. Like, oh, I'm black and I'm out here. No, like everybody else was black who's out here. But as soon as I come out here, it's like, okay, let me get on the right side of the road. Let me not give them any excuse to like try to seek harm onto me. But um, yeah, like it's it's not a time to be ignorant about race. Like let's acknowledge it. Let's acknowledge whoever's privilege. Okay, let's use it to our advantage. Like, okay, if you're not gonna listen to me, you're gonna listen to my ally. Great. The one power, whatever. But uh yeah. Okay. Mass shootings! <laughs> um, yeah, Nia, get it started. Okay. Um, when it comes to the topic of mass shootings, a lot of people don't know this about me, but that is my number one fear. Um, you know, um, the really the first mass shooting I really heard of and it got a lot of media coverage was the one that happened in Florida in 2018 on Valentine's Day. Was that the club? No, that was a school one. Um, that's the one that I really connected with more because I was more social media at the time when that one um, happened. And when I watched the stories of the, the children who survived, they said they lost their best friend. They had to shield themselves with, with books and bookcases. I, 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 I couldn't. I got emotional. I really did. I. You, I can't imagine just sitting, you know, sitting in mad class, you and your buddy cutting up and you hear gunshots. I, I, I can't. So every time we were going on lockdown at school, my heart would be beating. And everybody would be sitting there laughing, throwing, throwing stuff at each other, making jokes. I'm like, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. We, we don't know what's going on. Someone could be shooting up at school right now. We don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. This, this is a topic I, I can't. I, ooh. Hey, express how you feel. Tell I us. can't. And of course, um, it's sad to say that this fear did carry over um, to this school, of course, because it's more likely to happen as I'm at a PWI. So, but the good thing is, to put everyone at ease, um, I had a class last semester, you took this class also. Um, Our professor said if the, what was it? It's like an alarm. Uh, if alarm hears a gunshot, the police will automatically be on the way. Like within two minutes, they're gonna be on the way. So that feels a little bit better than be waiting thirty minutes for the police to arrive. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. Um, I think I think I only remember like three, and it's a shame that it's mm-hmm. more than yeah. three. Mm-hmm. I remember Sandy Hook. Yes. I remember how sad that was. I remember the one with the um, the gay club mm-hmm. and dang and the church. Yes. in the church when when all of those hit I believe what was it like last year like early on in the year and it's the fact that now I can't feel safe at church mm. now I can't be myself at a club and and now I can't even learn like you're telling me little kids are dying out here 
Just, just, just. I'm going to school, and you said, "Tell me." Let me, let me let, let it out. Let like that doesn't make sense. Like nobody else experienced this but the United States. Mm-hmm. Like why do you have the right to to get your little gun? You feel me? I feel you. You get mad. Oh, I'm having a bad day. Bad day. I get to have a bad day. I get to shoot up everybody. Mm. I get to get escorted to Burger King or whatever, like whatever, and I get to go to jail. And I get to plead insanity. But as soon as my brothers, my sisters, oh, they steal some chips, it's done. As soon as a little 30 boy, years. thirty years. 30. As soon as a little boy picks up a little tulip, I'm going to juvenile. I'm going to court. Twenty-five. I can't even pay attention to court. Life. I think I have to get a cover book. Death penalty. Like. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. If you hate me because of my color, just say that. Just say it. Let's not let's not play. Why? Wait. Why play? How, how you feel? I think I feel the same as you, but you know, I think I think. Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't, <laughs> it looked like you took that the wrong way. No. Oh no. my. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> And I was like, when he was saying about the, you know, how she feared even more being being in college, but I was gonna ask like, how do you feel about campus carrying it? Like, do you think, oh, he yes. feels safer? That's something we always learned. That's, like, yeah. yeah. That's something we also learned. Um, there's this actual um, thing, was it the title something, where you actually get to carry your weapon yeah. on uh, campus. Yeah, yeah. And it's on your thing. Yeah, and, and our teacher was like, yeah, you can have in the classroom, yeah. you can. And it's on syllabus. Yeah. It was, and the and the question basically was, would you feel safer if kids, you know, students could carry their weapon on them? Do you think that school students will be less lessened because the school shooter could be like, oh well, someone can have a gun, and I'm in that shoot, they can shoot me, or we're scared that hey, maybe this person will, will disagree we'll with, school with yeah, maybe this person will disagree with his teacher and decide to shoot them. We don't know exactly. So, um, do they? Fearful because I, I, like I said uh, in class, I said I don't want any guns on campus. If, if you're not a police officer, or security, no gun. I, I'm I'm sorry, no. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, I feel like you should have like some type of psychological type of test, <laughs> some type of background test, like to ensure like you have a firearm on you. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's throw it up. He was a felon. You have a firearm <laughs> on you in public university setting. Like, we can get on the bus. I steal your seat. Oh, yeah. Shots fired. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Leave that at home. Leave that with, with whatever hunting gear you got. Okay. But it's like, nah, like, I totally fear yeah. that. Because I don't know if you're having a bad day. Right. You don't know if I have. I might spill coffee on you. Right. You and you say, nah, she, she tripping. She did it on purpose. She did it on purpose. The, the, weird, thing, I, the weird thing is, I, I want to say this. My sister works with the DeKalb County Jail, and she's going to try to be a sheriff. And you have to get a psychological exam in order for her to get a gun. But how is it that regular people yeah. don't have to get one? I don't. They still don't write it. I don't. I don't get that. I I, I don't get that part. They have to get it to get a job. I should be able to. It should, it should be given to everybody. Really, everyone should have that evaluation. Honestly, I, I encourage, like, if felons go through all that, right. like, I encourage them to go through the test, whatever, so to speak, even if they have to go on some type of parole or whatever, like, you should have the right to arm yourself. Like, just because you're a felon, oh, you can't vote, you can't do this, this, and this, 
Now you're still a human being, you're still a citizen. Yeah, you may have did something in your past, but you still have the right to arm yourself. Like, yeah, I think that's my take on it. Whatever. Well, the only thing I really have to say when it comes to mass shootings is the procedures for schools. Okay, mm. like they don't know. Like, and <laughs> right. I know one thing, when the first mass shooting happened and we were in school, they had, they had us hide under the desk. Yeah. Like, and turn off the light. It's like, that's going to stop somebody. Like, All I have to do is shoot the handle and I'm right in there. School is right. not a session right now. Like, they, they know somebody's here. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know what the approach could be, but I feel like they should change it because like, Everybody, even if we all go to the corner, like that's just basically an easy target, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to be stuck and just, this is a small space. Mm -hmm. You know, I understand the shooter, you know, they have to run out of bullets. It's not like it's a game where they have infinite ammo. Right. But at the same time, I don't want him to kick in the door and like, it's an automatic weapon. He hit right. everybody, you know? I, I would like to go home. It takes fewer weapons. But also, there was what, what was it? Um, they was talking about teachers being um, armed. And that didn't necessarily make sense. I came here to teach you. Yeah. I'm, this is not Call of Duty. Like, no offense, but they want to get back to their kids, too. Uh -huh. But it's also, like, I feel you, like, there should be a different approach. I know it's not that much time when you realize, like, oh, there's a school shooter. Mm -hmm. Like, we can all can't fly out the window because, again, we don't know who's out there. We don't know so-and-so. Yeah, so, so, exactly. So it's kind of like, well, somebody was, what was it? It was one of them. They was waiting outside for them, and, like, everybody got shot. Um, I, I think I know that one. Yeah. It was... It, I think it was two boys, and I know, it was, I think it was two boys, I know they shot the cafeteria first, but I remember them being outside first. Yeah, like, like, they was, they was waiting on it, it was years ago, it was years ago. I don't think it was, I, 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 I was Columbine. It was someone. It, it probably was, I think, I think that's when it was someone. Two shooters. I know there was something about those two, a teacher literally saw them with the fire on the Hallways or something. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I think he had passed away. I think they, they shot him. Yeah, or teacher. something, or they just the teacher thought it was just something for a play, which I think is what we don't. Yeah. So what's the environment if your play involves? Like, guys, what do you mean? That's what I'm. This ain't ROTC. <laughs> yeah, he, he could have thought it was that. <laughs> this ain't my, my badges. <laughs> I, don't <think> they, <laughs> I don't think they would let him leave the classroom. Yeah, you know, like they, they know. Yeah, that's yeah. like I feel like for instance, I had a criminal justice class. He said, "Do not leave, you know, do not leave the classroom with these fake guns because you don't know what people exactly. take from it." Yeah. So yeah, mm, that's true. Yeah, I think you need to push me more on like outside, like security wise. You, you or, can always buff up security. Yeah, but, yeah. It's just, you know, you, you don't want to be stuck in the classroom. Yeah. Something. You know, usually it's just be like with two two police officers. Yeah, around, around yeah, a, whole, a whole school. school. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, then the the campus uh, people at our school, like the security, they, they don't have guns. Like you have like yeah. one, one police officer, but like the security, they don't have guns at all. Yeah, they got like little pepper spray. Yeah, so it's also like and tasers. In 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 that instance, it's not a bash on them. It's not a bash on the university, but it's like. How are you going to protect me? Like, I guess we got these laws. We got this. Oh yeah, you can carry your own thing. But majority of us is 18, 19, 20. Uh -huh. We're not even at the legal limit. So it's like, if you don't got your gun, I don't got my gun. He over here with an AR, whatever, and dude got a sniper. What are we going to do about this right now? Because baby, I can I can only run in zigzag motion oh so many times. You feel me? So it's like, I don't I don't necessarily. I don't think we necessarily need to be prepared for this because this shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. This should not so, be happening. 
but it's like now that we are here, how do we fix it? It's kind of sad. So you don't have to get to learn the procedure. Exactly. Mm. So you think if we just come from what you say, you think we should get rid of guns? together or that's that's impossible yeah yeah it's in the whole constitution yeah. we're not gonna be able to do that mm. you know people talk about gun control but it's like my right what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> the guns that are out now and I, it's it's unfortunate because i have a friend from germany he said no we can have no guns if you get a gun you're going to prison yeah i was like i wish i wish that 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 happened here i mean and I, not even bad shooters like shooters in general Family members lost just by regular gun violence. Right. It's, it's, I, I can't, I, I just, like, me, me personally, I'm scared of gun. If I see a gun, no, ma'am, I'm out of there. I don't care if you police. I can't, I can't see no gun. I'm terrified. I can't. But like, even if, theoretically speaking, we get right. credit feelings, mm-hmm. it's just going to be like prohibition. Like when, when they, when they ban alcohol, mm-hmm. baby, the black market boosted. So you feel me? You already got you already got sex trafficking and all that. Guns already moving, whatever. So now it's gonna be automatically like a boost of it. Like guns are gonna be over. Like people are going to be dying probably quicker if we think about it. People like are finding a new way. Yeah, they're gonna find a way to get it. Like we gotta start stabbing people. I'm gonna do that now. I rather I rather get shot. I'm sorry. Stabbing. Stabbing. You in my face? Like that's personal. Like you said, yeah, Nettie, you deserve this. Like, oh, dang. Like, like bullets don't have no names, though. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. but um, yeah. What's next? Council culture? Well, real quick, real, I'm sorry, real quick. Oh, this is good. This is the one thing that I came across uh, a couple years ago. It's not was years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched a TED Talk. TED Talks are my favorite. TED Talk. Um, a guy, he did a TED talk. He was like, I was almost a, a school shooter. He said it. Okay. And he basically said the reason why he was going to be one is because he had abuse at home. Mm-hmm. He said his mother was terrible. Um, he said that he was cutting himself. He was doing self-harm. And he said one day, his mom said, you know what, next time, I'm going to buy the rages for you. So he went to his friend's house and he was like, give me your guns. And his friend was like, what, what you mean, need my gun? He said, give me your gun. And he was actually going to shoot up his school. But his good thing his friend talked him down and talked him out of it. Because had he not, it probably would have been another yeah. headline. So I feel like that's that's where I kind of feel like pushed me to become a family attorney when it comes to just saving kids and get them out of them abusive situations. Yeah. Because most serial killers and people who do masturbates come from abusive households. Yeah. I mean, I like childhoods are important. They they really are. Yeah. I, I can look back at my childhood. I'm grateful. But some people don't have that. Yeah. And because of that, they go out and commit crimes. They go out and kill people because of all that all that hurt and rage. Yeah. So that's that's a, that's something I want to touch on also. You know, just that mentalness. Sometimes when people become mentally ill, it's because they went through all this trauma. Yeah. So, I feel like we started the root. But no, like, I totally, I grasp that. Like, I think it's really important that kids now, kids later, like, need counselors. Like, mm-hmm. not just, oh, you do my schedule and I get out your office counselors. Like, no, whether it's in foster care, whether it's whatever, elementary, whatever. Like, kids are going through stuff and then you're going to mess around and manifest it. And now you're angry, you're 30-year-old, and you're projecting your anger onto me. 
and you my professor. Like, no, sweetie, I'm sorry. But please grade my paper. <laughs> like, I don't care about nothing about that. So it's like, I think it's, it's really important because, like, kids want to be heard. They're going to tell you, especially if they trust you. But it's like, we, we need that. Like, I need to know that somebody's listening to me. That I'm not just going crazy. That I'm not, that I'm not just suppressing like, oh yeah, maybe I deserved it. Like, no, nobody deserves abuse. You know, you might I might need to drone you sometimes, but like that's just a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. But like necessarily, you know, counseling, helping kids through. And like it's a shame that because I'm getting abused or whatever, that I resort to hurting other people. Like I say, I need to shoot this up. For what? Like, yes, she's abusing me, but why is that like, why is that my breaking point? Like, why do I want to seek harm onto all these other innocent people? Like, I think that's crazy. Or rather, mentally ill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, as a these past three years, we've had many people come across cancel culture. We've had Jeffrey Star, Shane Dawson, Some David Dobrik. We've <laughs> had uh, what's the, the makeup guy? James, James Charles. Charles. We've had um, B. Simone. <laughs> we've had we've had plenty. We've had Jada Pinkett Smith. We've had a lot of people where I was like, Mm-mm, no. So. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Oh, I, I'm I'm not even gonna like lie, but um, I think at first I was for it. Like it, it seemed like a meaningful reason. Like okay, you're doing this, whatever, whatever. You're a celebrity. Like you shouldn't be acting like this. But why do we hold them to such a standard? Mm-hmm. Like they're no person. Like what's the face when he like staged his kidnapping? Like that was a whole thing. That's kidnapping. Just yeah. Oh yeah. But that's kidnapping though. Like that's kind of wild. I, I forgot all about that one. <laughs> but um, why do we hold these people such as like to such a standard to where it's like you shouldn't be doing this? Like yeah, you shouldn't be because you're just a person, but not because oh you got all these people like you know looking at you like you're still a person at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Like you just shouldn't have been doing a period. Mm-hmm. So um, now it's just like people make mistakes. Like Doja Cat, I still love her music, but that was some stuff she was doing in the past. Like, it's kind of like you just you can't always hold a grudge against somebody you're never gonna be. Yeah. Like she's still gonna make her music. She's still gonna make her money. She's still gonna be her. She's still gonna be her. Like, yeah, y'all might black, whatever. Like, she's still gonna make her money at the end of the day. So it's like, what's the purpose? They're still a person type thing. That's just me. Yeah, I definitely feel like these social media influencers, celebrities are not have no room for mistakes, uh, especially when millions of people are watching. Um, I just I don't like whenever a celebrity does something, I'm I'm not mad at them. I'm like I'm not like I'm not gonna talk, I'm not gonna listen to them no more. I'm not gonna support them no more. I feel like they honestly made a mistake. And like for instance, um. When you come across um, YouTube with old tweets, when they talk about light skin versus dark skin, yeah. I remember 2014-ish, I remember that was, I remember light skin was the thing. I, yeah. I promise you, that's what it was. If y'all go back, oh, look at old stuff, light skin was 
that that was in. It really was. So when when you see tweets, when you see tweets like, "Oh, uh, dark skins are this, dark skins are that," I, it it wasn't touched on then. It wasn't. So I felt like now people are getting so upset about it because we didn't like fix the issue then. Yeah. So I feel like that issue will forever be an issue because it wasn't fixed then. So yeah. I, I agree. Like we haven't, we didn't name none of them really. Like mm-hmm. now, if you look back, it's like you're a colorist. Yeah. We didn't necessarily name none of them. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're fat shaming. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're body shaming. And it's just like, oh well, I just want a skinny girl for what? Like, you're, this is what it is. So we we came to a a moment where we're just naming what it is. Yeah. Like we figured it out. Like it's been an issue. Like whatever. So. I get it, like people are being really sensitive, but it's like, I think we're living in a slick, sensitive time to where we know the names of it. Mm-hmm. So we're just, we're trying to be so inclusive, but it's also like, everybody has to walk on eggshells. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, I think overall, I think trans culture can be like really toxic. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, it, I feel like, no one ever really gets canceled. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you really just bashing somebody for this one incident. Yeah. And then after a while, then, you know, you should go back to loving them. And they back and make it yeah, money. And then, exactly. you know, and then they keep doing stuff. And then after a while, I think it just, yeah, it just dies down. You come down to that person and they're actually just met. But, yeah. They're going to live regardless. Yeah. And I think. A lot of people that do the canceling kind of did those same issues, made those same mistakes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, back then too. So I, don't know, I think cancel culture overall is just really toxic. Yeah.